Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco Giants and their upcoming baseball games over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we actually do that, can I have a quick word from our sponsor. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Better Maria podcast. Before we went on break, we discussed the plan for this show. Once again, talking about the Giants and their upcoming games over the next week. But before we do that, got to recap what happened last week. Overall, not a great episode for us and not a great episode for the Giants because they really did not play well. So starting off with the Thursday game, did get that right. We thought they would beat the Diamondbacks in the series finale, and they did. And after that, it all went downhill. So looking at the Saturday game, They played Oakland in a two-game set in Oakland, and they got swept. So that's an embarrassing showing there, since we know Oakland is one of the worst teams in the league. Then they faced off against an Angels team that was in free fall, and the Angels ended up losing the first game. So the Giants got off to a good start on Monday, and then immediately fell apart after that and lost the final two games by multiple runs. So overall, Giants ended up going two and four over the week, and they finished the week one and four. So really a bad showing there. In hindsight, kind of comes with the territory. I said this Giants team would be streaky all year long, and I still think they're going to finish around 500. So I'm expecting some regression, especially with this upcoming schedule, because you have, just to read off the teams here, three games set against Texas, three games set against Tampa. So it's like, all right, that's not good. Then after that, three games set against Atlanta, three games set against Philly, three games set against Atlanta. This is brutal. They play three games against Cincinnati after that. Now, Cincinnati has not been in good form lately, but still. Point is, they're above 500, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. But the next couple weeks here are really going to make or break the Giants' entire season. And looking at the teams that they're supposed to face off against, I think the Giants are less talented than pretty much all of these teams. So even though the Giants are nine games over, this could potentially turn on, the season could turn on its head in the next two weeks. So just keep an eye on it. Hopefully the Giants stay afloat. But the point is, I think you know where I'm coming from. That is a really difficult set of teams to face back to back to back to back to back. Like That's not a fun time. But anyway, starting off with the actual plan for this week, though, we're going to talk about the... Six games on the card. They are not playing on Thursday. They have a day off. So hopefully they can reset after that really disappointing end to the Angels series. But they face off against the Rangers at home for three games. And they face off against Tampa for three. And then they're off on Thursday. But we weren't going to cover Thursday anyway. So we have six games. The problem is in the Tampa series, we have no pitchers at all for the Monday game. And we have one pitcher listed for Tuesday. So... We're a little bit shorthanded, but it is what it is. We're going to have to figure it out. So starting off with the Texas series, luckily all three games do have listed pitchers for both teams. We'll be taking place Friday night in 
the Giants' home ballpark. And for this matchup, you have John Gray taking on Ross Stripling. Don't have lines, though, because it is a Friday game, and it is Thursday, so we'll see. I'm assuming the Rangers will be favored, probably around minus one, I don't know, 30, give or take, maybe a little bit more. But Gray's on the mound against Stripling, and Stripling's been bad this year, 0-4 with a 5.21 ERA. So I'm not exactly confident in him. However, he has been decent lately. In fact, he's given up less than four earned in each of his last five outings. So, yeah, he's been pretty good. I say outings because uh, it's actually longer than that, but he wasn't really going much length before that. So in theory, if you want to include all of the starts or, or performances, no matter what the innings limit, minimum or maximum is, He's gone under four earned in four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine straight appearances, but he has gone at least five and a third in three of the last four outings, and he's been decent. So Stripling has kind of turned a corner here. Uh, however, looking at Gray, his overall numbers are pretty decent this season. Seven and five record, and his ERA on the year is pretty decent at 3.72. Now to look at his actual numbers with his home road splits, he has been, just for clarification here, a pretty solid pitcher on the road. He has a 3.14 ERA on the road, 4.21 ERA at home. If you want to look at his last couple of starts, he was not very good last time out. Five and a third, three earned against the Marlins. Five runs total, but two of them were unearned. He got shelled against the Astros, like most like most pitchers nowadays. Uh, five innings, six runs, and he's not been great lately. So... I do think what makes this matchup interesting is though is that even though Gray isn't that great of a pitcher based on a, on his current form, I do think that the Rangers obviously have the much better offense, and I do wonder if the Giants are going to be able to keep up or if this is a potential slump the team is on the verge of having. They already started based on last week, but you never know how long a slump's going to last for, and the Giants have had a couple of those this year. I think for this one, I am an only to the Rangers. I think Gray is going to do enough to limit the Giants. The Giants offensively have really not been great recently. They've been okay. But I do think that the Rangers have been in really great form lately. I know they ended up getting uh, – they got shut out in the last game against the Athletics. But prior to that game, they had won eight straight. So they were in great form. And I do think, once again, the Rangers are one of the best teams in the league in terms of talent. So I'll go with the Rangers here to get it done in the series opener. I think Stripling's going to pitch decently, but I have questions about the offense, and I do think that the Rangers will eventually break through enough in order to win this game. And moving into the Saturday game, you have Cobb taking on Heaney. Now, Cobb, we know, has been the much better pitcher in comparison to Heaney this season. Cobb, 3.3 ERA, 1.33 whip. Heaney has a 4.14 ERA and a 1.28 whip. Now, I have to mention, though, I mentioned it, and every show, but I got to bring it up again. Alex Cobb is really, really good in this ballpark. So to go through the numbers for Cobb at home this season, he has a 1.46 ERA in 55 and two-thirds innings. So once again, his road, his home and road numbers are really, really just different, and it's a lot better at home. However, he was not great in his last outing on the road, uh, five and a third, five earned runs against the Athletics. Start before that, he was fine at home, six innings, three runs against the Dimebacks. Uh, start before that at home, six innings, zero runs against the Athletics. 
Start before that at home, six innings, no runs. You get the point. Every time he's at home, he pitches a gem, and I think he should do that once again in this one. Now, Heaney was good last time out, last two times out, actually. Gave up no runs in his last 11 and two-thirds. But I have to mention the home road splits for Heaney, and he's been basically the exact same pitcher. So he has a 4.13 ERA at home, a 4.15 ERA on the road. So once again, basically the exact same guy. Now, if you want to look... At the recent performances, his last five starts, 4-0, 2.33 ERA in 27 innings pitched. So for me, the first look I have here is the under. I think Cobb's going to pitch well, and I think that Heaney, once again, has been in great form lately. I do think this total should probably be around eight flat, and I do think that's going to be a little bit high. I know the Rangers offense is very solid, but they've been a much better team at home than on the road. And to go through the home road splits here, the Rangers are 28 and 27 at uh, on the road uh, and they're 21 games over. So they're 20 over at home and they're one over on the road. And the Giants are 33 and 24 at home. I think I'll lean to the Giants here, but my favorite play is the under. I do think that Heaney and Cobb are going to pitch well, which should result in a bit of a rock fight. Moving into the final game of the series, you have Webb taking on Dunning. Now, Dunning's been a pleasant surprise for the Rangers this season. He was a pitcher that had some hit and miss performances for years, but Dunning's been good this year. 9-4, 3.21 ERA. To go through the last couple outings, he has allowed less than four earned in each of his last three starts. And to go through the home road splits here for Dunning, he has been, once again, the same exact pitcher, basically, at home and on the road. At home, 3.23 ERA. On the road, 3.19 ERA. So he's really been the same guy no matter where he's pitched. Meanwhile, Logan Webb is pitching for the Giants, and he's been really good lately. He's given up less than four earned in each of the last three Good in his last two outings, five and two-thirds, one earned against the Angels, seven innings, two runs against the Dimebacks. Uh, we know that, once again, he is he has the most upside of any pitcher on the entire staff. At home this season, he's been great as well. His numbers aren't as insane as Cobb, but he still has a 2.23 ERA at home in 76 and two-thirds. For this one, I think I'm also on the under. I think both pitchers are going to perform well. I have faith in Webb to not only pitch well, but to pitch long. And I do think that Dunning, even if he does get shaking up maybe a little bit here and there, probably like five or six innings, three runs. And I do think that the, uh, once again, the Giants offense might struggle to generate a lot of runs based on the current performances. So for me, I'm going to go with the under in this game as well. I think I'm going to lean to the Giants, but I do think once again, my favorite play is going to be the under since I do think Webb is the better starting pitcher, especially at home. But moving into the Monday game, I really don't have anything for this one. They're taking on Tampa and we have no pitcher for either team. So I'm going to have to get creative here. Uh, the Rays are currently 22 games over. They're four games over on the road. So they are a lot better at home than on the road. But looking at the recent form of Tampa, we all know they were in a massive slide for about a month. And they've recently been waking up a little bit. A better late than never. They are still going to be a playoff team. However, they are still two behind Baltimore. So now they might be a wild card team. But you're looking at the performances, and they did end up splitting their first two games against the Cardinals. So it could have been better, I guess. Did win a series against the Tigers, won a series against the Yankees, won a series against Houston. So you're going down the line here, and they've actually won a decent amount of series in a row. Now we're going to see how the final game against the Cardinals uh, plays out on a Thursday, but they have won a couple series in a row and the rain and the uh, Rays have definitely seemed to shake themselves out of the funk they were in for about a month. But I do think once again, I'm going to lean to, I'm going to go with the Rays here. The Rays have been finding ways to win games and I do have faith in cash and the overall 
uh, bullpen management they use, where it seems like they really just know when to use which guy. And I do think they're going to be able to piece together innings in this outing. But I think that the Rays, once again, not knowing the pitcher, they just find ways to win games. And I think it's going to be an ugly game, a low scoring game. I'm going to lean to the under again, but I am going to go with the Rays to win this pitcherless affair on Monday. Moving into the Tuesday game, you have one pitcher listed. It's going to be a pitcher for Tampa as you have uh, Zach Little pitching for the Rays. And so far this season, he's been mediocre. 4.04 4.04 ERA, 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. To go through the length, though, he has been better lately. He was pretty much going two innings, and then the last two starts, they stretched him out a little bit. Five innings, two earned against the Astros. Really not bad. Gave up eight hits, though, so he kind of danced out of trouble. But they still won that game 8-2. to two. And then his last game, six innings, one hit. Uh, six innings, uh, one strikeout, sorry. No runs allowed, three hits allowed against the Tigers. So he's been great his last two outings. And I do think I'm going to lean to Tampa in this one as well. I think Tampa, after being so bad in the month of July, it does seem like law of averages is going to cause them to balance themselves out again and have a very good month because Tampa is still a solid baseball team. Every now and then you get slumps or you get into slumps and some of them are longer than others. But I do think that Tampa is going to actually perform pretty well during this series. But uh, Little's been good. And uh, once again, not knowing he's pitching for the Giants, I have a hard time making a case for San Francisco. So I'll go with the Rays in the spot. And for the series finale, you have Stripling taking on Savale. It's also the final game of the episode. But you have Savale, who made his debut with the Rays last time out since he was acquired by the Guardians. And he was not good at all. Four and a third, nine hits allowed, three earned runs allowed against the Tigers. So not a great showing there. But overall this season, he has good numbers, a 2.55 ERA. We'll see if it was a one-off or maybe he's in line for regression. You're stripling pitching, though, for the Giants. And once again, I mentioned stripling earlier this episode. He's been very good lately. Uh, The length hasn't always been there. But recently, he's gotten into the sixth inning or beyond. So he has been doing better at actually getting a decent amount of outs. I do think, once again, based on the current form, I think I'm going to lean to the Giants in this one. Stripling has actually been pretty good recently, and Savale, I think, is fine, but knowing his entire career, 2.55 does seem like there's some regression due when it comes to ERA, and I do think that with him struggling in his last outing, he had nine hits against Detroit. This is not really a good outing whatsoever. I think the Giants can piece together enough damage against him in order to win a relatively low-scoring game. I'm going to lean to the under again, but I see the Giants winning this one like 4-2, to two, something like that. I don't think they're going to get swept, but I do think they're going to lose the series. So I'll go with Stripling and the Giants in the series finale. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. So once again, going through the actual game picks for each game. Six games on the slate. So Friday, I'm going with the Rangers to win with Gray on the mound against Stripling. On Saturday, I'm going to go with Cobb, but I'm going to lean mostly to the under. I like the under as my favorite play. On Sunday, same thing. I like Webb, but I am going to lean to the under as my favorite play. For Monday, I don't have much because I have no pitchers, but I will lean to Tampa. As for Tuesday, I'm going to lean to Tampa again with a little being in good form. And for Wednesday with Stripling and Savale, I am going to go with the Giants, and I will lean to the under in that game, assuming Savale's last start was not flukish and assuming he might have some regression in store. But that's going to wrap it up. For this episode of the Bedvaria Podcast, we're back once again next week to break down the pretty interesting road series here. We got back-to-back road series against NL East teams, three games against the 
Braves, which should not be fun traveling to Atlanta, and then three games traveling to Philly, which should not be fun either because Philly has been playing good baseball lately, especially the offense. So hopefully, once again, the six games against Texas and Tampa go well, and then we'll get into the other six games in the next episode. But until next time, find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.